This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Today is Friday, April 9, 2021, ninth day of the fourth month of the new year. Looking forward to today's show. We got Sports Wrap Friday Focus, and we're going to talk about the first round at the Masters and what's going to happen the second round at the Masters. So let's first start in the world of sports right after this. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one... Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Let's first start on the diamond. The Marlins lose to the Mets 3-2 yesterday. The Cubs beat the Pirates 4-2. The Red Sox top the Orioles 7-3 in their home opener. The Colorado Rockies beat the Diamondbacks 7-3. The Chicago White Sox beat the Kansas City Royals 6-0. The Minnesota Twins beat the Mariners 10-2. The St. Louis Cardinals beat the Brewers 3-1. The Los Angeles Angels beat the Blue Jays 7-5. And the Astros beat the Athletics 6-2 on to tonight's games. The first game of the day is going to be the Yankees at Tampa Bay. The Washington Nationals go across the country to play at the LA Dodgers. The Colorado Rockies are on the West Coast as well, playing against the San Francisco Giants. The Angels are down in Florida taking on the Blue Jays. The Detroit Tigers are in Cleveland playing against the Indians. The Philadelphia Phillies travel to Georgia to take on the Atlanta Braves. The San Diego Padres are in Arlington taking on the Texas Rangers. The Oakland Athletics are in Houston taking on the Astros. And the nightcap will be the Cincinnati Reds and Phoenix taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. That is all for the world of baseball. Now on to NBA basketball from last night. The Miami Heat topped the LA Lakers 110-104. to Jimmy Butler has 28 points. The Bulls topped the Raptors 122-113. to Zach Levine has 22 points, while Chris Boucher has 38 for Toronto. The Cavaliers beat the Thunder 129-102. Colin Sexton with 27 points lead the Cavaliers. The Mavericks beat the Bucks 116-101. Kristaps Porzingis has 27 points and 27 rebounds. The Jazz beat the Trailblazers last night 122-103. Donovan Mitchell with 37 points, while Damian Lillard had 23 points for the Trailblazers. The Suns lose to the Clippers 113 to 103. Paul George with 33 points while DeAndre Ayton has 18 points and 10 rebounds to lead Phoenix. And in the final game of last night, the Pistons beat the Kings 113 to 101. Corey Joseph with 24 points for the Detroit Pistons and DeAndre Fox with 23 points for the Sacramento Kings. Now on to tonight's games. The Indiana Pacers travel to Orlando to take on the Magic. The Timberwolves are in Boston to take on the Celtics. The Grizzlies are in New York to play the Knicks. The Bulls travel to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. The 76ers are in New Orleans to play against the Pelicans, while the Hornets travel to Milwaukee to play the Bucks. The Spurs are in Denver to take on the Nuggets. The Washington Wizards go to the West Coast to take on the Warriors. And the last game tonight, the Houston Rockets are at the Staples Center to take on the LA Clippers. That is all for the world of NBA basketball. Now we'll discuss college basketball coaching moves. 
Former Arizona coach Sean Miller has finally released a statement with regards to his termination. He thanked everybody for the last 12 years in Tucson. He talked about how his sons, Austin Cameron and Braden, have gone to the University of Arizona and that he will always treasure his time there. He talked about the McHale Center on game day. It's one of the things he's going to miss the most, the pageantry, the magic of the crowd. The pep band is unlike any other arena that he's ever been in. And that Wildcat fans are unlike any other. He also wished Arizona the very best in moving forward with their new coach. His hope is that they can catch their elusive fifth Final Four in their second national championship. He will probably have a couple show clauses coming his way with regards to the NCAA investigation. So my assumption is Sean Miller will be an NBA assistant the next time he is a basketball coach. Now on to Hofstra University. Speedy Claxton will be the next basketball coach at Hofstra. He was a star point guard in the late 90s, scoring over 2,000 career points. The running joke was that the facility they play in is the arena that Speedy built. He's replacing Joe Mihalik, who missed part of this past season on medical leave, as well as transitioning into an advisory role within the school. Coach Mihalik is 64 years old. He went 141-92 and at seven seasons at Hofstra. Speedy is the right guy for the job, the athletic director said, and we're looking forward to seeing him at the helm. So that'll be a big move there. He was an assistant under Joe, and I'm looking forward to seeing if he keeps Mike Fairley on staff as well. I miss seeing those guys when I was out on the road recruiting. Now on to other college news. The University of Maryland has extended Mark Turgeon's contract through the 25-26 season. He also has an increased pay up to roughly $3.4 million over the next couple years of that contract. Minnesota is now off the hook at Rick Pitino as New Mexico has paid for his buyout with regards to becoming the new head coach at University of New Mexico. One other thing that happens this time of year that's kind of crazy is assistant coaches jumping and moving to different spots. So here's a couple guys that I actually know pretty well um, and they're jumping around and it's kind of interesting to see where they're going to land. But Patrice Days is going from Coastal Carolina at East Tennessee State University. Jamie McNeely is going from Texas A&M to Minnesota. There's a Patriot League assistant who's going to Indiana State. A head Division II coach is going to be going to Lamar. And it looks like an NJCAA Division I head coach is now going to be an assistant at Texas Tech. Once I know more about these, I will also be able to pass that along. Looks like Eastern Michigan has narrowed it down to the final two that they want to interview, which would be Stan Heath and Michigan State's Dwayne Stevens. And Central Michigan has some names that have popped up as well. It looks like alum and current head coach at Southern Utah, Todd Simon, is in the running for that, as well as former Grand Canyon head coach Dan Marley. And I'm not really sure how he fits into that, but he would be one of the ones that they're looking at as well. Juco's are the Wild West right now. A ton of openings are going on out there, so once I get those, I'll be able to pass those along as well. That is all for the world of college basketball, now on to the Masters. They said the course was going to play totally different from the way that it played in November when Dustin Johnson was able to go and create a 20-under, which shattered all the records that were set by Tiger back in the day. But they said the course was going to play totally different, and it actually did. It was pretty wild to see some of the numbers that were thrown up there yesterday. But, you know, just an example... Bryson DeChambeau, who won the U.S. Open, shot a 76. Jordan Spieth is only one under. He shot a 71. Justin Rose has a really good round of 65, seven under par. He was the leader going into the rounds today. Tommy Fleetwood shoots a ace on number 16 yesterday. 
Talk about an overall rough day yesterday. Rory McIlroy hangs a 76 on the scorecard, but his approach shot on number seven strikes his dad in the leg. He said the goal was to play well and at least give himself a chance, and honestly, I'm not quite encouraged at how well that I played today. But 76, he has a chance to go at it today, which will be pretty interesting to see how he shoots it today as well. One of the other golfers I want to mention is Brooks Kepka. He shot a 74 yesterday. It looks like they're going to have a three-over par cut. So the 36-hole cut is going to be three-over par. So it's going to be interesting to see which big names fall into that category and fall into, you know, not making it to the Saturday and Sunday round at the Masters, as they call tomorrow. It's moving day at the Masters, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I look forward to seeing what the scores are posted today. We will talk about that on tomorrow's show. That is all for the world of the Masters. When we come back right after this, we will be discussing Friday Focus. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream podcast. Here is our segment on Friday Focus. We're going to talk about college athletics and what focus the University of Hartford has at this exact second. And the reason we talk about this on Friday Focus is because this is absolutely crazy to me. So the Hartford basketball team made the NCAA tournament for the first time ever in school history this past year. They lost to eventual national champion Baylor in the first round. But it changed the way that people looked at the university. You know, the school got accolades from the governor, the senators, the mayor, everybody in the state was really pumped up within Connecticut about how this happened for these guys. What nobody understood was going on in the background was a consulting job by Car Sports Consulting, which is a company run by former UConn athletic director Jeff Hathaway, was looking at the feasibility of the University of Hartford being a Division I sport. The major findings were pretty simple, that the University of Hartford loses $13 million annually on sports, and that Division I funding model is not viable and cannot achieve the goal of becoming a self-sustaining for their sports programs. The study recommends that the University of Hartford should explore viable membership options in the Division III level that would align more with the university's mission. President Gregory Woodward is not happy about this. Obviously, it's gotten out the document you are holding is supposed to be a confidential document. He goes on to say, look at the University of Hartford. How many of our players go pro? One or two a year? That's not our goal. We will do the right thing for the university, and that's all of our 7,000 students. He said the school loses millions on athletics and that the NCAA tournament will not change this. Everyone thinks when you make the tournament, you hit the jackpot. We didn't get a cent from the tournament, and congratulations to our kids. We're actually losing money doing this. I don't think what the world understands is that everyone who plays Division I sports loses money except for about 22 schools. And I can honestly attest to that because when I was at Shenandoah University in one of our sports financial classes, we talked about that, that not very many schools actually live in the black and don't live in the red on an annual basis. There are 350 schools at the Division I level, and as we said, only 22 of those actually are operating in the black. I think this is pretty interesting. I mean, I go from the standpoint of being at the Division three level and seeing kids obviously get scholarships such as this. I mean, one of the local kids, Brig McLean, actually plays for Hartford, and this would affect him. You know, obviously he's up there on a scholarship. Now he's going to have to transfer. It is interesting, though, as well as they did, that these findings came out. But to me, the focus question I have is, are you focused on the kids, the student athletes, and the student experience? Or are you focused on saving the money school? That's the million-dollar question. 
uh, sounds like it's the $13 million question at the University of Hartford. This is our Friday focus. We will be back right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream Podcast. I mentioned last night that I was going to go to a Little League game, and I did. The boys played really well. They actually looked really good. Pitching kind of fell apart down the stretch, but, uh, you know, they're 9 through 12 years old. But, you know, they're good sportsmanship. There was a lot of really good baseball plays, which I enjoy watching at that age. I think that uh, watching Little League baseball is one of the best pastimes ever. Didn't get any food from the concession stand, but... uh, did enjoy, you know, watching family and loved ones play and uh, got to sit up on top of the hill and enjoy that. But got baseball games to watch today. Ironically, I'm going to be rocking the purple and yellow, um, supporting Smithsburg against the Williamsport Wildcats. But my brother actually coaches a Williamsport, so it'll be kind of a fun battle back and forth with, uh, with regards to that. But as I tell everybody, I absolutely love the game of basketball. I'm a hoop junkie. It's a passion. I truly care about the game of basketball. But I enjoy the game of baseball, too. There's a lot of idiosyncrasies that go into it. There's a lot of unwritten rules in the game of baseball that have been passed down generations that are kind of going away a little bit. But, you know, as an older guy now, I can actually say that. I enjoy watching the game and thinking back to the way I was taught how to play. This is our Friday show. I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow after we report what happened in round two of the Masters as we prepare through the cut to get into moving day. We'll also talk a little bit about Saturday support and hopefully we'll have somebody on the phone tomorrow that can kind of talk a little bit more about golf going into Masters weekend. Thank you for listening to the show and we will talk to you soon.